0: this is Nancy Sachs and you are listening to holistically speaking welcome welcome today I have a very special guest very special because this man helped my health and well-being a lot and his name is Zach Pelzel from the purified home and what he did was he came to my home from a recommendation to check my house to see how the electromagnetic fields were affecting me and um, it was a really fascinating experience because not only does he check for electromagnetic fields, but he also checks carbon monoxide and all kinds of other potential toxins that could be affecting your health and well-being. Well, I came to find out that um, I had quite a few problems in my home. It's a newer home. It was built in 2011, and one of the big issues was that there was the, the electromagnetic fields were really high in my bedroom. So it was affecting my sleep. And I was very excited to um, have him come do the work in my home. And after doing it, it really, it made such a huge difference that I wanted to introduce him to you and have him explain what his world is about and and how many things could be affecting our health and well-being in our homes, in our offices, in our buildings. And it's just mind-boggling. There's so many things we don't know that are affecting us. So welcome, Zach, and I'm gonna have you take the floor now. I'm gonna ask you a few questions, but um, I'm excited for you to explain to people what it is that you do and what you see and how you can help.
1: Beautiful, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Nancy. My pleasure. Such a pleasure and it's always great to hear uh, positive feedback from clients that actually uh, have had experience with it. Um, A lot of it's kind of hard to explain Uh, In the beginning, but then once people have experienced it, they're like, oh, my gosh, uh, so many symptoms and a lot of health issues just disappear. And and that's really the foundation of the purified home um, is really trying to create an environment where the body can heal naturally. If you cut your hand and you don't do anything, it heals. The body has an innate intelligence. And if it's in the right environment, the chances of it healing, getting better from all types of diseases pathogenic you know any types of uh, situations uh, the body can really get well and if it's not in an actual healthy environment then it's always adapting to that environment Um, so that's really again foundationally what we're trying to do is get the home as close to nature as possible
0: right and people I think uh, people think that their homes are so safe and secure and clean but in reality it's often the air quality and some of the toxins and 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 gases emitting from furniture and carpets are even worse than being outside.
1: Yeah, most of the time, uh, indoor, the home environment is actually worse than outdoors. And we see it, we go in and we measure, everything we do is, is measurable and verifiable. Um, so we have we can go as far as testing for specific mold pathogens, any types of VOCs or semi-volatile organic compounds were actually worse. Uh, we can test for just about anything in the home, but a lot of it's pretty predictable. You do a renovation, contractor comes in, builds, paints, everything from the flooring to the wall finishes to the actual wall assembly, the insulation, all of it has chemicals. And there's certain ones that the body it doesn't like. Most of them they don't like. And so when we do, we kind of go two different directions. We go into an existing home like yours and we do an assessment, an environmental assessment. And we're looking at, what I call my four pillars, the four things that are most important to health. Um, And there's a million things we can do to the home, right? To make it healthier, we can get a a living wall or a fountain or a plant and all these things kind of contribute to the overall feel of the home. What we've done is kind of taken it back to the root. And so the four pillars are really fundamental. And if you think about it, there's not really anything that's more important to health that I've found than these four foundational pillars. And the first one is air quality. We take about six breaths every minute, six to ten breaths every minute, constantly exchanging between internal and external environment. So whatever goes in has to come out. The second one is water. We shower every day, hopefully in the morning, wash our face, drink. Uh, We're exposed to disinfectants and the disinfectant byproducts in water supply. So we have things like chlorine. Uh, In LA and a good portion of the country they use chloramine, which is chlorine and ammonia. Uh, Those two Um, chemicals combined to form chloramine which is a very good disinfectant it does great at killing stuff but we don't need to drink that and shower in that so it it works great coming from the the treatment plant but then after that we really want to remove that Um, the third pillar is the light that we're exposed to obviously we look outside the sun is the best source of light that we could you know that's what we're modeling in nature Um, and we're really disconnected we spend so much of our time under artificial light and that disrupts our body in so many different ways. Uh, our Circadian rhythm is one, just our sleep-wake cycle. Uh, anybody with hormone issues, um, uh, neurological deficits, uh, you can really draw a parallel between their circadian rhythms, their exposure to unnatural, unhealthy, artificial light. Um, and you just once you get that back into balance, the body just starts to, what I've found is the body just starts to sync up with Earth's natural magnetic fields and the natural cycles of Earth. And that's what we want for our body. Uh, And the fourth pillar is EMF. So the way I say it is, we're trying to create a natural electrical environment in your home. What's natural? Well, we take all our meters out in the middle of a forest in the Sierra Nevadas and we test. This is what our body knows and what our body syncs up with. And then we come back into a home and we go in most homes, like your home was a perfect example, We have elevated levels of uh, the different types of EMF in the home. Uh, So, once we do that, uh, then we come up with a plan. We say, look, we look at all four of those pillars and we say, listen, the air quality is compromised. The water quality is generally compromised. Um, You know, our
0: lights too much LED and too much
1: LED, compact fluorescence. A lot of this energy efficient movement has been at a, a detriment to health.
0: Um, yes, yes. And I love how you describe the four pillars because the buzzwords now, like with EMFs, so many people are attached to their phones. They sleep with their phones, their tablets, their devices.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and it's, uh, I would imagine most people are more focused on just EMFs. But if it's not a holistic healing mm-hmm. if you don't att- a, uh, attend to everything and all the other aspects. And wow, it just yeah. seems like there's so much in each yeah. area.
1: Yeah, it's, it does, It's uh, you can take a deep dive down. Each one of these pillars is a business in and of itself. And yeah. so what we've done is kind of taken each of the four pillars and looked at the industries and gone, okay, here's what they're doing. How do we make it healthy? How do we improve upon it? So I, you know, I can't spec lights for your entire home, but I can look at what you have and go, hey, here's the alternative that is more conducive with you know the, the sun. Um, right. And same thing with the electrical environment, um, you know. Most of the time, when we go into people's homes, they call us for air and water, and then we have the conversation about true holism, right? Is right. a, right. a return to wholeness. Right. Um, we can't do one; it becomes important, All of them become important. Right. And so, a lot of times, it'll be, oh, we did the air and the water, and then we come back and we're like, all right, what's this EMF thing all about? And you know, it's a buzzword with with five G coming out. Um, scary yeah it's really brought a lot of awareness to uh, to the whole industry to be honest with you we are the exposure to the levels of radio frequency that's what that's what we use when we use Wi-Fi wireless or Bluetooth it's a radio frequency band Uh, we are under the greatest science experiment humanity's ever seen with the exposure levels that we're being exposed to at this time
0: right especially for the kids that their, their nervous system is not yet developed. Yeah. And, and what's also really interesting is I got your name from somebody who comes to see me as, mm-hmm. a, as a patient, a client. And what you did in her home was completely different than what you did in my home. And then anybody I refer you to, it's mm-hmm. completely different. So it's also very important for people to grasp that there's not a cookie cutter uh, cure for everything. It's a very individualized Uh, thing you need to come in with your devices and everything that you have and really oversee it and and Brainstorm what needs to be done and what's the hierarchy?
1: Yeah, great 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 awareness on that because every home is different Uh, when it's built uh, How long have the people been there? Are there symptoms that the the occupants are experiencing? It all shifts my focus to a certain one of the four pillars Uh, you know if you're having neurological issues Uh, Hormonal issues, I'm looking at light and EMF first. If there's respiratory distress, immune compromise, skin or or hair issues, I'm looking more at air and water. So it really does become, you know, everything will fit into my model of the four pillars. But each home gets basically a custom, um, uh, we call it our, uh, our purified home plan, our action plan. Each home gets a custom plan. Because it is different, yes. And again, based on priorities, needs, and a lot of times, you know, we'll interview the client and be like, you know, what are your beliefs around this? If I go in and start talking about EMF, some people glaze over. You know, everybody understands the air and the ports of air and water, and then um, I, the awareness of the EMF, the electrical environment, is really what I like to call it. Instead of EMF, uh, really shifts people. They kind of start scratching their head and they're like, oh, God, you know, I always wondered about this phone and. You know, there's there's so many things that you can do to live in harmony with technology. Right. Um, And.
0: But it's not just our home. Then people get into their electric car. True. And then they come into their office. And I was kind of shocked. I moved into this new office Mm. a year ago. It was maybe 13 months ago. You did my house after the fires and i've i've been been grateful for you this past month also Mm -hmm. because when these other winds came and the Mm -hmm. fires came Mm -hmm. you would put in my home that that whole house purification air purification air purifier so i felt so protected and safe i closed all my windows and i put my (laughs) fan on and i knew my air was being purified Mm -hmm. and i wasn't getting any of the smoke but i had you come into my office about Three months after I moved here because I noticed that I wasn't unable to I was getting headaches and I was unable to work the same amount of hours mm-hmm. Without feeling kind of fuzzy in my brain and it turns out I had a high level of electromagnetic fields in my Just my little office, which is a 12 by 12 space yeah. plus. I had all the um, fluorescent lights yeah. so you changed out my lights which are lovely, and because they're they what do they call them? Grow lights or uh, we, full
1: spectrum? They're full spectrum lights, so it's as close to artificial light. It's it's as close to the sun as artificial light that it can get.
0: Oh right, yeah. and and it's a pretty color. It's kind of like a blue yeah. purple. Yeah,
1: they're, yeah, they're, they're they are soft. beautiful. It it with the in the actual glass they have a neodymium coating in it. It's a fancy word for kind of a violet, and it takes that oh. yellow and the blue and and chops up that frequency of light. And so you get much more natural light. You know, if you want to see a true color of something, you take it out in the sunlight. Right. And that's how well the light reflects color, right? Well, inside the home, there's what we call color rendering index. It's how well the light reflects color. So you, you, know, you take something into a building with fluorescent lights, you're not generally seeing the true color, and that creates eye strain. Via the optic nerve goes right down into the brain, and it, it's trying to compensate, and you know, we call it distortion. Right? And we're trying to compensate, our eyes are always trying to compensate for what we're actually experiencing. Uh, again, one of the other ways that the body is always adapting to the environment. We walk in, we go, oh, they're lights, they're lights.
0: But right. how do
1: you feel under those lights? Right, you know? right. And that was the big thing in your office was you're getting hit with high levels of radio frequency, which is one type of EMF. You have high electric fields, another type of EMF. Um, and then you have compact fluorescent lights, which have a flicker turning on and off 120 times every second that would drive anybody that's conscious and paying attention uh, that right there just those two shifts will completely alter your nervous system if you're dealing with that on a day-to-day basis
0: right and people are doing this day in and day out for for years and years and years and and again it's not just your house it's your car it's your office it's other environments we go into we walk into a grocery store and they're, we're, they're probably yeah. scanning us or something, so <laughs> it's it's scary. And then yeah. people with their devices. So yeah. um, that's why I and I I am on the more sensitive side as far as being empathic and feeling environments. Mm-hmm. Many of my clients are on the more sensitive side. Um, so when if you do feel like you're more sensitive, or if you if you can relate your fatigue or or brain fog or physical symptoms to the time when you moved into your home this is really something you have to pursue because houses can make us sick and buildings can make us sick
1: Absolutely it's it's becoming more and more mainstream now um, you know 7 years ago when I started it was I was like I thought I was the only one doing this and there it turns out there is a group of people building biology is a good group of people that have devoted their lives to creating healthy living environments um so went through their full education program and then uh, building science is a fascinating, fascinating study. Joe Stebrick, out of on the East Coast, is a he's he's just doing amazing stuff with that. Um, how your home breathes, how it interacts with the external environment. Fires are a great example. Um, and once you kind of realize that you put this all together, like the home is really a breathing, living, breathing organism. Um, and I, I'm glad you pointed out a couple of things. One, the office. Um, cars are notoriously bad I mean you know I would have, have all the GPS and everything in my car and I feel cooked after a long drive I'm like, oh my god I got to get out of here so um, the, the philosophy behind the purified home is not to what I don't want to do is alarm people mm-hmm. you yeah know, I want to I want to raise awareness heighten consciousness raise awareness about uh, being able to control the things that we can control so your home, obviously, is the only place that you can really control. If you can do it, you're lucky enough to have this beautiful office where you're like, hey, I can do some stuff here too. That's great. Uh, the, the real goal is to make sure that where we're sleeping and where we're spending the majority of our time is that it's a sanctuary. Right. It's as close to nature as possible and give the body a rest. We want to get outside and get exposed to all the you know the crap and the unnatural environment because we want our immune systems and our adaptive functions to to be stressed at times right we just don't want to go into distress and what happens is if we're you know we're at home under the influence of unnatural electrical environment getting you know challenged respiratory uh, from respiratory infections and just you know basic stuff that's in the home from chemicals and particulate matter um, and then we go outside and we get it again and then we go to our office and we get it again our body never has a chance to take a break and recover. And that is, to, to me, when it comes to, you know, my background's in Chinese medicine, so I've, I've treated 500, almost 500 patients in Chinese medicine school to actually graduate. And I started to see something pretty um, consistent and people were always um, trying to figure out what was wrong, right? That, that internal question, that primary question of what's wrong, what's wrong, what am I, what's going on? And so much of it could be um, just traced right back to their environment. And so, you know, we're prescribing herbs and formulas and all these things. And I'm like, well, if you're taking all these supplements, but you're going right back into an unhealthy environment, are you ever gonna really get well or did I just make a lifetime patient out of you? Um, And so that's where I shifted from, you you know, more of an allopathic kind of medicine model. I take something outside of myself to feel better to, all right, let me clean up my external environment and then let me see how I feel. Now I have a solid baseline. And because we don't know, we're, we're being exposed to so much, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to pinpoint what it is that's causing our symptoms and um, you know, just a general discontent at times is what, what I see
0: not only that but we have the perception that oh we're going to finally get into bed and then we'll relax mm-hmm. and in the meantime that could be a very toxic environment like you were saying i mean yeah. you had we were talking about the mattresses mm-hmm. that you use which are organic mm-hmm. or you recommend or um organic bedding with sure. toppers that our grounding pads and all these things yeah. you want to talk a little bit, bit about it, that yeah
1: so the sleep environment i mean uh, a lot of times i'll go into a home and you know they, they want the whole house assessment and i'm always going right to the sleeping environment because that's where the majority of the healing happens um so everything you know again there's a million things we could do for health right and we get inundated with information now and it's like, you know, I, I tell half the time, I'm like, listen, you're hiring me because I'm speeding up your learning curve. I've done the <laughs> research. You know, you could spend hours, you could spend weeks, months, even researching a, a, a healthy mattress. Um, so, yeah, there's quite a few. And everybody's kind of jumped on the bandwagon, too, with healthy organic latex mattresses. Well, there's different type of latex. Um, so, I, again, I try and go natural. The, the best bedding system out there that I've found is Semina. They're an Austrian company. Uh, there's literally no metal in the bed at all. So metal actually reacts with the electrical environment. If you have metal as a conductor, so if you have metal springs, we really want to get rid of the metal springs in the mattress if possible. Um, and you know the the materials are in the Semina bed are all they're really natural. There's a natural latex. There's wool topper on top of that, and they even have added a grounding pad to it now a lot of people grounding and earthing has become kind of more mainstream here on the West coast. And really it's our connection with earth. That's, if you simplify it, that's really what it is. It's, you know, we wear insulated shoes, you know, we're, we're very rarely in, we have insulated flooring, you know, we have, you know, woods and insulators. So if we had wood flooring, we're not in connection with the earth. And so the, the concept is, is pretty cool because it, it, it's very natural. If you go down by the ocean, we, know we live in LA, so we can go down by the beach or you know, if you live by a river or a waterfall, we always feel better when we're next to nature. Um, I personally go down and I ground every single day. I walk on the beach every single, the wet sand. And what we do is we absorb negative electrons from the earth. And that's what they're trying to bring into the actual sleeping environment. Now it can be it's it's not foolproof. There's there are some complications that can happen with with earthing and grounding pads, and so I don't just say, oh yeah, buy a grounding pad. They're the greatest thing ever, um, because the way that they actually integrate with your, they plug into the actual outlet. So it gets very technical, and you have to make sure your ground that you're plugging into, is is perfectly clean, and it's very rare that a ground in a house is perfectly clean. We have stray currents and a lot of other stuff that can happen on that so it's a beautiful concept it makes sense i always tell every one of my clients and patients that i had i was like listen if you're not well go outside put your feet on the wet grass or the ground 10 minutes in the morning get some regular sunlight and 10 minutes at night and what that does is it discharges all the electricity that's built up on our body simple example we've all experienced this you rub your feet across carpet And then you go and touch something and you get shocked.
0: Oh, right, right.
1: Right? That's your body's conductive. There's been a certain amount of electricity that's built up on the surface of your body. And then when you touch metal, it discharges. So a lot of us are in that environment all the time. Um, So just to finish up on that topic about the sleeping environment, um, you know, phones plugged in and everything plugged in near or around the bed.
0: Right. Even lamps.
1: Lamps. Yeah. There's an electric field that comes out of that cord, whether it's on or off. Um, so there's there's four types of EMF that we're looking at now, and it's electric fields, magnetic fields, dirty electricity, and then the Wi-Fi, wireless, and Bluetooth. And so when we come in and do our assessment, we're really looking at all four of those. So EMF's kind of a buzzword. You know, there's healthy EMF too. You know, this the sun, the natural visible light right. is a type of EMF. Right. Infrared, we use that all the time now in, in some of our healing modalities. It's a, it's a healthy EMF. So Dr. Jack Cruz coined the term non-native EMF. So we're really talking about kind of man-made electrical stimulus. Um, and, and that's when we do our assessment. That's really what we're looking at. And you know, so we did when we did your place, we shielded all four walls. You had a cell tower about a quarter of a mile away. And we were getting readings, I think, around three or 4,000 microwatts. And we wanted them under 100 for a non-electrically sensitive person. Um, and in a perfect world we want them under 10 microwatts
0: oh goodness so. you did my ceiling too in my bedroom we and did so all, yeah, yeah all these walls and um, also you had had told me or warned me against having a grounding pad because it was a lot of dirty electricity in in my in the circuits so. yeah
1: there's there's current running on your ground and yeah exactly yeah. so we opted out of the grounding pad for you because we couldn't clean up that that type of uh, that source of pollutant.
0: Yeah, so it really is such an individualized situation. You've, you've gotta have the expertise and, and know what levels you need to get it fixed at. But yeah. I, I know before you even did the the paint, you, you gave me some just little tidbits mm-hmm. that I could do. You said you could, um go to the circuit board and turn off the the power which yeah. i did yeah. that made a huge difference i mean just the little suggestions you made in the yeah. beginning before i had you come and do the work was made it at least a 60 70 improvement
1: yeah i'm glad you said that because that's really what when we do that assessment you know you, you pay good money for the assessment and i try and give as many you know i, I call them free but they're you know you're, you're paying something for them i try to give you as many uh simple solutions as possible and that Just going to your electrical panel um, and shutting down the circuits to your bedroom has a huge impact. It immediately, generally speaking, it'll reduce your electric fields and your dirty electricity just by shutting, you know, that circuit off. Uh, The the example I always love to use is, um, do you remember how you felt when the power went out last time? (laughs) Pay pay attention next time power goes out and see what your body does because it gets real calm. And most people don't even notice it it's just like it's eerie because everything's so quiet and you know you think about refrigerator running and you know all the white noise that just stops when the power goes out and your whole body just goes it's it's like i always sigh i like ah you know it's like my my nervous system is actually relaxing
0: oh that's so funny because yes there is an element of that and then there is an element of Anxiety because yeah. you don't know when the power is coming back on or if yeah. the fire is coming close or if, you know, what what uh, Southern California Edison is going to be doing. But right. it, it is, it, it really is. Actually, there's something that makes me feel when the power goes out like, oh, we're going to have a little picnic. We're going to yeah. read a book by, by <laughs> a candlelight, which is fun. Yeah. But uh, there is that other, other element. But yeah, yeah. I, we just, we're so, there is no place safe to go unless you're going on a tropical vacation.
1: It's true yeah and everybody wants their wi-fi now and uh you know so even some of those places that were, were so isolated are now oh i can i have actually have a cell signal here on the you know on Kauai, and um, you know and likewise it's just getting you know which brings us to the kind of the 5g conversation that we should probably have is um under the auspice of oh we need better cell service they've introduced this new technology um in the in the 5g realm now, just to back up a little bit, we've had first-generation phones, second-generation phones, 3G, 4G. So 5G is just the next logical um, step in the generations of phone that we have. Um, there's a, what's unique about 5G is there's, there's certain frequencies that have been used for communication, telecommunications up to this point. And those bandwidths are becoming saturated. There's not enough bandwidth in, those, in, those, in, in that specific section um, to keep up with the demand. So um, you know, it's measured in gigahertz. And so what's happening in 5G is they're using a little bit more of this spectrum. They're moving into the microwave. Everything's been radio frequency, radio waves. And now they're starting to move into the microwave section of the electromagnetic spectrum. And so what we've done at your house, for example, and what our shielding protocols have been geared towards is anything from like um, 2 gigahertz, 1.8, 1.9 gigahertz, all the way up to 10 gigahertz. So that's the frequency band that we're using for telecommunications. And that's what our shielding protocols are good for. What 5G, a portion of 5G, now most of 5G is not really any different than 4G.
0: Okay.
1: So And that's what's out right now. Thank
0: goodness. Some yeah. good news here.
1: So yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're so not all going to die
0: and be microwaved. <laughs>
1: exactly. And that's, so there, there's, there's, there is cause for concern, but they haven't figured out technologically how to make this new system work. So again, everything in that frequency band from like 1.8 gigahertz to 10 gigahertz, we can shield against. It's pretty predictable. We know kind of what's going to happen with that. It's very similar to what we were already exposed to. Now the amount of exposure is gonna increase with these 5G cell towers because they're trying to put them on every light pole. And the reason they're trying to do that is because that the next section, and this is the part that should have us all scared and alarmed, or at least we should all rally and get together and do something about this. And there's some really good people doing great work around this, um, is anything above 10 gigahertz. And so what they've done is they've introduced the potential to use 12, 16, 24, all the way up to like 94 gigahertz. Now what happens in these higher frequencies is the bandwidth gets so small that they don't do well penetrating through building materials. So where we can get a signal inside our house right now because the wavelength is much longer, it'll Mm -hmm. go through windows, it'll go through stucco, uh, it doesn't go through metal, but it will still make its way into the home with these smaller wavelengths, they basically reflect off of most building materials. So that signal that they tried to be able to, that they could blast before, will get blocked and knocked down, basically into your house. So you can't have a 5G cell phone and get service inside your house because your house will actually block some of the higher frequencies. So what they're, they're, and this is why that, the dangerous portion of 5G um, hasn't really been rolled out yet. There's the antennas, the infrastructure's in place now. So, really, all they're going to have to do is flip a switch because they put the antennas up. But those higher frequency bands haven't they haven't figured out how to make it effective. And they did a test. Uh, they did a test. I uh, was just reading this article. Uh, it was in Vegas. Got somebody with a 5G phone. They had the 5G antennas up. They turned it on. And what was happening was um, incredible download speeds. They can put a whole bunch of information on that which everybody, you know, everybody wants faster. You can download a, a movie in like two seconds, oh. as opposed to you know, you know, 30 seconds or a minute. And, um, but what they found was that because of the strength of the magnetic, I'm sorry, the microwave frequencies that they're using in those higher bandwidths, it was heating up the phone and the phone was turning off because it was overheating.
0: Oh, so it was a, it was.
1: Literally cooking the phone. And so these are all parts of the the infrastructure that they have not figured out yet. If they if they do figure it out, we're in trouble. Oh. All our shielding protocols are going to have to be modified, um, so it'll work for the lower frequencies. But if they start doing that, we're you know we're going to have to kind of reinvent some. Uh, you know, there's engineers working on it right now. How do we shield against the new higher frequencies? Um, oh, know. I'm
0: sure because it's, it's really big and there's such an outcry from people, especially in Europe, where they yeah. pay attention
1: yeah. and they
0: haven't been, they haven't had all these things put upon them as we have here in this country, like, yeah. you know, vaccines. And now 5G just feels like, oh, it's just the next thing. But yeah. there is, there are ramifications, yeah, especially for young kids. and.
1: Well, especially um, where they have socialized medicine, too. They have to protect their public, right? So if they start putting 5G in and everyone gets sick, it reflects you know, they'll end up in the in the hospital oh right oh, wow. so that's why they're much more advanced um, switzerland put a moratorium on certain fi- uh, certain areas of 5g brussels um the list goes on and on more and more people are like all right hold where are the scientific studies that show no biological effect and they don't exist uh, you know what was the big thing with s- cigarette smoke we're equating a lot of what we're experiencing now with emf to what cigarette smoke was in the 70s You know, cigarette smoke, they could finally draw the parallel or the conclusion. All right, cigarette smoke equals lung cancer. And with EMF, it's completely different. We kind of break where we're weak. So it's not like EMF causes this. EMF can just create a whole host of symptoms. And I'm sure you've seen it in your clinic where, you know, you have kids with, uh, you know, attention deficit disorder, which is just, I believe it's neurological and environmental. It's like someone's tapping you on the shoulder all day and you're trying to concentrate. You know and and someone's just this impulse is just hitting you constantly and you know it, it throws us off it puts us into the fight-or-flight response uh, you know when you talk a lot about adrenal fatigue and uh, you know the hormone issues fertility issues all of those could be linked back to emf uh, but they're secondary symptoms you know and that's that's the problem that many doctors are having and why they don't as hasn't become mainstream is because Somebody can't tell the doc, hey, it causes this.
0: Right, right. You know,
1: it causes, it, it, it's, it's just. It's, the
0: potential is unlimited depending on what people are predisposed to, exactly. how strong or weak their immune system is, what kind of foods they're eating, what kind of stress they're under, what else they're exposed to. As far Is it mold? Is it, are, are, they, are they full of heavy metals? Yeah. So that's, because the metals probably play off the. The electrical fields.
1: Yeah, exactly. Same same reason that we don't want to do metal springs. If you have a lot of heavy metals in the body, we found that most people that have have electrical sensitivity. I mean, this is a real, real disease. Um, it's. I've been around a dozen or so people that have had it, and you flip a light on and they're like you know
0: oh yes
1: their nervous system just reacts yes and, you know, we make fun of it you know oh, tinfoil hats and all that stuff but it's once you see people experience it and we've tested people you know like hey we're gonna right, just tell us when you feel something and it's invisible and all of a sudden they're like it's on it's off <laughs> and you know i've become a lot more sensitive to it now and to those people's plight because it's you know they can't really go anywhere
0: Right, I do. Yeah. I have some people like that in my practice, and they yeah. sometimes have to sleep outside. Yeah. They can't sleep indoors, and yeah. their life is so limited. They can't be by computers, and yeah. it's it's interesting. But there's probably going to be more and more people like that. So yeah, it's so cumulative. so but but the good news is that people can call you. Yeah, absolutely. And there <laughs> is hope, and yeah. they can get their <laughs> home or their office remediated. And that yeah. was my good news. And yeah. I think for the first. Probably two or three months after you came and did my house I was telling everybody I was like Zach I need more brochures because yeah. it was so exciting to feel the difference I yeah. really felt the difference I would when, when I first moved in this home which was August of 2016 I had some stress in my life and I thought oh, I'll be able to sleep soon when the stress is over but mm. I was feeling things almost like electrical current going through my body mm. as soon as you did the remediation I started sleeping through the night and dreaming mm-hmm. and I and I was on like four or five different sleep supports. I was taking melatonin and I was taking valerian and a lot of other herbs because I have a lot of concoctions here. Mm-hmm. I was taking enough to knock out a, a person <laughs> twice my size. I mean I weigh 110 wet maybe mm-hmm. and I, I narrowed it down after you did the remediation to one thing. I stayed on the melatonin and sometimes I do some valerian drops. but. It was, it was huge. It was night and day. So the good news is, is that you can have Zach to your home. <laughs> he will do an assessment. He will tell you what needs to be done. And also what's nice about your work is that you do it in tiers because some of it is pricey and others is not as bad so you also you you gave me a lot of different choices we can do this first we can do this later and um, I appreciated it you also told me what websites I could get some of the lights the light bulbs on mm-hmm. so I think it's really worth having you over because you you are a, a massive resource I know that we could talk on and on and <laughs> on about it but it is there's a lot in your brain
1: yeah. you,
0: you've, you've seen it all I'm, I'm sure
1: yeah i've spent a lot of time and you know i just want to i'm obsessed it is, this is my passion it's what i love to do and it's my way to kind of help and give back and um also see people improve i, you know, I live for the stories where, like oh yeah i feel better and uh so yeah no thank you for that i think it's a uh, it is it's important a lot of people will get online and look at stuff and they'll get tidbits of information and which i think is good and i you know, i support that um but listen, I've been studying it for seven years. And we're talking about air quality, water quality, light, and the electrical environment. And I still am a baby. There's still so much stuff um, that, that I'm learning every day when I go into a home. Uh, so to kind of take on that that animal, it's a big one to do on your own. And I've seen a lot of people actually buy meters and try and do it themselves. And I'm like, God, I've been studying this for seven years and I still can't. I still scratch my head, like, what is that? So, you know, I think it's good that people are conscious and moving in that direction. But um, yeah, it's it's just it's overwhelming once you kind of look at how much is out there. So yeah, I'd happy to kind of speed it up for you and I always call it grandma speak. Explain it to somebody like you know, like you're explaining something to your grandma and see if they can, you know, grab it. And a lot of times it clicks. Right. Like just the idea of, Oh, I wanna live in a natural electrical environment, my chances of being healthy and Longevity. Um, there's really two things you can take somebody that's out of balance and bring them back into balance, and you know, back towards health, towards holism, if you will. Um, and then once they're there, there's a law. There's a so there's a preventative aspect, but there's also a huge component of longevity, like staying healthy, and staying on the on the healthy side of things.
0: And we're living so much longer, so we want to have quality of life. We don't want to be Um, in a wheelchair or a walker or shaking or a lot of a lot of the electrical like the dirty electricity is affecting our nerves our nervous system so we don't feel it right now but in 10 or 20 years we could have symptoms and that's exactly why it's so important as prevention
1: absolutely it is accumul. there's a a big argument for that people are making in the EMF world about that it's cumulative yeah so it's not if something happens it's just when when you've just been inundated too much and then finally your body goes that's it. I think Dr. Ray is a big, or he passed away recently, but he was a, a pioneer of environmental, environmental medicine out of Dallas. And uh, he uses the rain barrel analogy, which is a good one. You know, it's our bodies fill up, fill up, and all of a sudden they start to spill over in the rain barrel. And that's when we start to see symptoms. So if you wait till you get symptoms, a lot of times your body's already telling you, hey, you know, Yes, attention. that's a
0: great analogy. That's yeah. a great analogy. Awesome. Yeah. So, so where can people find you? Your website, your phone number?
1: Yeah, uh, you can call me direct, shoot me a text, or, uh, or just call me. I'd love to, to help you. The phone number is 310-990-1315. My website is uh, thepurifiedhome.com. Uh, email is Zach, Z-A-C-K, at thepurifiedhome. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out there.
0: That's great that's yeah. great. Well I am so grateful that you're here and I, I I'm you made me feel a lot better about 5G. I was getting very concerned about it because yeah. I see so many protests and yeah. some of the moms are up in arms because their kids are getting affected and I'm starting to see a lot of those little spiky things yeah. go on the light uh, fixtures. Um, so I, I feel a little bit better about it since the the really dangerous part hasn't un, been unveiled yet right. But we do have to be mindful. Yeah. So
1: um, pay attention. It's it's yeah. It, uh, some people are saying you know summer of 2020 it's going to be up and running, um, and you know you can have me back or on your website or whatever you can get updates and you know call me and I'll tell you hey listen it's actually being rolled out now so see if you start to see difference in patients it'll. It could manifest completely different in in different people. So
0: yeah, exactly. You know. But exactly. yeah, it's
1: not it's not at this point it's not much different than 4G, um, but it's it's coming. And the, there's you know I think Elon Musk is trying to send 53,000 5G satellites into space. That's the that's the yeah just <laughs> a, that's that's what his his goal is oh you just said you're feeling better now, oh. i'm like well don't, worry, don't feel too <laughs> good there no but there's there's an international space appeal uh by arthur firstenberg uh i think over 400 doctors worldwide have signed it to put a moratorium on on, on trying to stop that the satellites going to space he wrote a book called invisible rainbow um and he's a brilliant scientist that that wrote the book and it's you know all things EMF, um, and so there's a lot of people doing a lot of good work out there to to try and keep it healthy. And and again, it's the biological effects that we're concerned with, not the. It's always been about thermal effects. Does it heat up tissue? And that's what most doctors are under the the they're under that impression. Oh, it doesn't heat up tissue; it should be fine. But it's the biological effects that haven't been studied. So, uh, right. Just shut off your router at night. Don't sleep with your cell phone next to your head. Thank you. Don't plug it in next to your bed. Unplug everything around your bed if you can. Uh, Shut down Alexa, Google Home if you can at night. I mean, you probably don't want people listening to you at night anyways. Um, And then, um, what are some of the other ones? Just uh, anything that emits wireless, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, I treat it like a light switch. If I need Wi-Fi in my home, I love it. I need it sometimes. I have it on a, a switch where I can just turn it on when I need it and off when I don't. And see how you feel, you know? And that's,
0: that's, that's a great, yeah, that's a great analogy. And then um, putting your phone on airplane mode, if you use your phone as a alarm clock, is okay?
1: It, it works, oh. yeah. There's a small amount of radio frequency that still comes out. It's why your GPS still works when you're in airplane mode. So there is a little bit, but it's, it's virtually undetectable on our meters, oh, that's good, so somebody that's environ- you know electrically sensitive might be like you need to shut it off completely, and you know with most of my clients they're they're not electrically sensitive, they're just you know, hey, how do I live in harmony with with uh technology so airplane mode's good, just again, don't have it plugged in next to your head right um there are shielding cases out there. there's one by iamlivingharmony.com. Uh, i am living harmony dot com she makes some really nice shielding cases where. You know, they're shielded on the front and the back. And so at least if you have the phone up to your head, always use speakerphone, text if you can. Um, you know, wireless headsets are no good. Do not use the little earbuds. That's, that's literally just sending a signal right into the, to the brain. Uh, there's air tube headsets, which are a little bit better. So there's, there's a lot of little things you can do to minimize exposure. The big one is always take care of the stuff. Cordless phones. Admit, uh, they're actually worse than cell phones believe it or not when we measure them cordless phones are, are really high in the radio frequency um, so just shut that stuff off and see how you feel
0: Okay, Zach, I was feeling better. <laughs> now now I'm a little concerned. No. Yeah. I, I got rid of my my cordless phones when you came. Yeah. Because yeah, I was sure. shocked to hear that. Yeah. It's it's that kind of thing. You know, you're in the trenches. Yeah. So when people go online and order a little kit, it, it can't give you seven years of, of wisdom and clinical experience and yeah. and experience out in the trenches. So right. Do give Zach a call or email or yeah. or check out his website and this is really important. It's really it's such a good use of your time and energy and money. If you're if you own your home, especially especially yeah. because you want to be able to be there for a long time. So. I think yeah. what you do is amazing.
1: Thank and
0: you. and people don't know that you your type of company exists. So it's yeah. nice to bring the awareness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We can do we do have a rental package too. There's a lot we can do in rental homes, but
0: Oh yeah. okay. so that's if good. there
1: are people out there renting, we can kind of control that internal environment too. And, oh
0: that's good to know.
1: We'll have to come back and expand on the air quality side of things too at some point. Oh yes. A, oh I would a, love
0: to do that. Yeah, yeah. We should do that.
1: Beautiful. Well, thank you for okay,
0: having me. Thank you. You're and fine. we will um, thank you. And again, if you have, I hope this has helped you. This has been a lot of good information. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at nancy at com. And until we meet again, have a beautiful day. Mm-hmm.